Time to step your vision board game up, everybody. Today's guest shares how designing a destiny declaration board will manifest the life you want and deserve. Every sector of our lives is pretty much pretty much under construction. Family, under construction. Career, under construction. Relationships, under construction. Emotions, I know mine live under construction. Finances, under construction. We might as well be under, under construction, construction together. together. Welcome back to Under Construction with your girl Tamar Braxton. I have been on a quest to live a life full of intentional actions. Now, what does that mean? Well, I'm taking strides to only do things that move me in the direction of my destiny. So today on The Blueprint, our guest shares her story and method to creating the life you want through pairing an intentional vision board with clear declarations. Oh my God, I love that so much. Speaking of clear decorations, now did anybody else declare and decree that we'd have a new president in 2021? (laughs) Yes, I know I did. Amen, won't he do it? Yes, if you let him. And we did. Looks like we all went out and voted. I'm a little late in recognizing our president-elect Joe Biden and the beautiful vice president-elect Kamala Harris. I'm so excited for them to go into office next year. Uh, But your girl needed to know this was official. And I don't want to do no recounts and taking stuff back. And anybody got time for that? You know what I'm saying? We had to make sure the outcome was what it was supposed to have been. All right. (laughs) And so now that it is official, I want to give a huge congratulations to our future president and vice president. You know, it's really amazing when you really think about it. In this century, guys, we have had a black president and soon we'll be swearing in our first woman vice president. And let's be clear. She's not just a woman, y'all. She is a sister. Okay. And for all of my parents out there, what did this conversation sound like with your kids? I know that my kid was like elated, like he went out and voted, y'all. Like he don't even know what's really going on. He only seven, but he was like excited about Joe Biden uh, winning the presidency. Well, I'm happy to see that we're going into a new direction with new visionaries. I'm looking forward to 2021 and all the positive changes that are happening. I'm declaring and decreeing right now that it's nothing like this 2020 shenanigans. Amen and amen. Today on Tamar's Take, I'm sharing my two cents on preparing for the holidays. Now, I am the biggest fan of Thanksgiving. And I know a lot of you guys already know that I am Mrs. Christmas. And we just can't do that this year because of COVID. And I'm not having, you know, all of my family and cousins and friends stack up at my house eating macaroni and cheese and pumpkin pie because I'm not getting COVID over that. And I just feel like, you know, we have to be responsible. And um, one of the things that I thought about is what about Zooming dinner? And I thought about, yes, missing my mama greens. And missing my sister's uh, sweet potato pudding. But I can keep my coin. I only have to make three or four things. I only have to make a small portion of things. And Zoom my family. And not have extra dishes. And go on about my life. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh, It is going to be weird with just Logan and I. But... 
I'm actually looking forward to that quality time that we'll get to spend together at the table, just being thankful for right now in this moment, this year. You know, it really definitely, I know for me, could have gone another way. And I'm just really grateful that um, God has allowed me to see, you know, things clearer and be in a really good place with myself and notice the beautiful things that he has surrounded my life with. So I'm actually really looking forward to spending Thanksgiving alone with my baby. I want to know what, you know, your ideas are. Um, Why don't you hit me up and let me know how you guys are spending your COVID Thanksgiving. Just remember the true meaning of this time of year. Togetherness, which might have to be virtual, and that's okay. But we still have love. I'm gonna keep it a thousand. Baby, it is all me. Now it's time for us to tap into our inbox and see what questions y'all have for y'all girl Tay Tay today. Let's see what y'all got for me. Congrats on your new podcast, Tamar. I absolutely love it. Although I do have one question Are you planning to write a book about your life that's under construction? You know, maybe. You know, I, I feel I think I have a lot to say. You know, um, I know that some people are writing books, honey, but I ain't gonna get into that today. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll write my book after they write their book. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know, like I said, it's my story to tell. I'm the one who needs to be telling it, right? Hey Tay. I have been in therapy for just over three months, and I heard that you've been in intensive therapy for maybe about the same amount of time. I, unlike you, am not getting all of the benefits of my sessions because I can't open up to my therapist. Do you have any suggestions for your girl? Opening up to your therapist. Mm, Let me see. Maybe that's not the right therapist. It's been three months. You should be able to, you know, comfortably talk to your therapist, you know, and be open and honest because look, this is why you're here. You're not here for play play. We did enough for play play, didn't we? I mean, I think that would be my advice. I'm not saying stop going. Maybe you should explore another therapist because I'm telling you, I can tell my therapist anything. I know she tired of me, child. (laughs) She know everything. And um, the more they know about you and what you are thinking and your true thoughts is the more that they can help you. So that's the only advice that I have. But I'm not a therapist. Why don't you talk to your therapist and tell them that you're not comfortable? This ain't it. You know, you have a question for your girl. Drop me a line and it might just get answered anonymously right here during Keep It a Foul Foul. This is our space to connect personally, so don't be shy, y'all. Send me your questions about everything from thickening your edges to speaking your mind effectively, y'all. And all you have to do is email me at uccwithtamar at gmail.com. Of next, brand expert Tara Gates-Williams is going to share the blueprint to creating a Destiny Declaration vision board. This this is the blueprint. Come on, y'all. Let's go. Now, I'm sure you've probably heard the phrase, write the vision and make it plain. 
However, a lot of people have no idea that it's a tiny phrase that comes from a small book in the Bible called Habakkuk. Y'all, that's new to me. <laughs> and I don't read the Bible. I probably ain't get that far, but that's okay. As we draw closer to crafting our New Year's resolution and grabbing some cardboard and magazine clippings to design our 2021 vision boards, I want us to be very clear on what we want. What is the vision that we are manifesting over our lives? To help us craft a winning blueprint, I've asked brand expert Tara Gates-Williams, the visionary behind creating Destiny Declaration Vision Boards, to join us. Welcome to Under Construction, Tara. How are you? How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, no, no. My pleasure. Now, I know that you created a lot of brand strategies for shows, mm -hmm. launching on BET. Mm -hmm. You partnered with Sprint to provide branding training to small businesses mm -hmm. and trademark the rookie retirement program for professional athletes. And the mm -hmm. list goes on and on. Now, on paper, it looked like you was killing the game professionally, right? <laughs> so, yeah. like, what had happened? Like your whole personal life was in shambles. That usually happens, you know, when we were super duper professionally, yeah. like yeah. popping. Our personal life is like struggling. Yeah. Is that what was happening? I, I, I was in a long-term relationship. I was in it for 15 years and I got out of that and I said, I'm going to be single. So I took like four years where I was just single to myself, not doing anything. I was dating my work. I was dating Netflix. I, and... You know, everybody's like, why are you single? What are you doing? You know, I don't I don't look at single as a bad thing. I look at I look at single as being singled out by God to get yourself together. Okay. To get and, and that was something that I had to do. I had to do a lot of internal work. Yeah. So yeah, it was in shambles. I was treating relationship like business. I needed to produce results, right? <laughs> so it was all about I needed a result. Something has to come out of this. I've been in this for fifteen years. It's gonna have to produce fruit, right? I was in that mindset, but sometimes when you get in that mindset, you know, you overstay your welcome, so to speak. You stay in something too long that's not meant for you, and then God will come by and just jack you up and pull you all the way out of it. And I just said, I'm going to be single, and I took four years to really, really define what I need to look like in a relationship, what yeah. I needed to give to a relationship, yeah. and yeah. Well, yep. you might have questions about this 15 year relationship. Now, how <laughs> uh -oh. did that, how do you, how are you in a relationship for 15 years with no commitment? Were y'all engaged at some point or what happened? No, no. We, Girl, we're, shut we're up. You just together. had a 15 year old boyfriend. That's what it was. That's what it was. I met him when my daughter was four years old. Mm -hmm. um, so he really helped me raise her. They have a relationship to this day. She considers him her father. Uh, he's a good person. I was on that. I was living on hoop dreams, right? And mm -hmm. I think sometimes as women, we're like, okay, it's it's gonna be. This is the year. Mm -hmm. This is mm -hmm. the year. You know. And I was always one of those people who said I would never stay that long, and I did. Yeah. And but I learned a lot. Had I not yeah. been in that relationship, you know, I would not be who I am right now. You manifested yeah. your whole husband after four years. So walk Ooh, us through yes. that. You know, I got to a point where I was resigned to relationship. I was just like, you know what, I'm not. I'm not getting married. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. That, like, yeah. That's where I was. And then New Year's Eve, I was like, you know what? I have a lot of love to give. And, you know, me and my girlfriends were having this conversation about being thirsty. There's nothing wrong with being thirsty. Just don't be parched. Because when you're thirsty, you get to choose. If I'm thirsty, I get a little bit of love, a little bit of water, you know, whatever it is you're thirsty for. But when you're parched, you're going to guzzle down anything. Absolutely. And God will send you a test just to be sure you're ready. So I got in this mindset that, you know, I know what I have to give. I came from a giving place. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember I, I, I sat down that night, did my vision board, and I had eight words on that vision board that described my husband. And Okay, so what were those not, eight words now? Babe, can you get the vision board? I got to send him upstairs. I need y'all come on, babe. Come um, on, babe. Yes. <laughs> um, the thing that changed the game, it just wasn't those eight words, Tamar. It was the it was the declaration behind it. At the time, I was reading a book, Think and Grow Rich, and it was really helping you write out what you're declaring. Mm-hmm. So when I think, okay, I got to declare and decree this thing, because when you declare and you think of the definition, you think of like saying something in a solemn, like a solemn, emphatic manner, like you're saying it emphatically, like you mean it, like your life depends on it. And when you think a decree from like a theology standpoint, you're in this place of that's God's purpose. That's mm-hmm. it's predestined. It's it's predetermined before you were even born. It's what God had for you. So when I thought about that, I said, I'm going to declare what God's promise is for me. I know he's I'm not here designed to be single. I know I have love to give. So I put those I made that vision board with those eight words. But then I also made a declaration. And my declaration was marry the man that God created for me. Be the wife that loves, respects, honors and elevates her husband to his fullest potential by 2019. So you put a date on it. Oh, oh, you got to. You got to because I'm not going to have anything out there open ended. Okay, so let me just let me just stop you real fast because I just want to catch the listeners up. Because most of us believe in putting together a vision board with a bunch of girlfriends, a bottle of wine, some um, magazine clippings and some pictures. Okay, so that's you saying that that's okay. That could be effective, but that's not the effective, effective, godly way you saying it, you put the date on it. You wrote eight. You ain't put no pictures. You got, you put eight words down and a date. And you just said, babe, <laughs> in the background. Well, you know, it's, so look, so it's nothing wrong with getting with your girls in the bottle of wine. Right, of course. Together, but you, you have to, you have to operate in this, in this, in this manner of what it is you want. Declare that. So when I thought about it, I was like, these are the characteristics that I want in a husband. And this is the, and, and the, this is the key thing. What are you willing to give? So it's like when I do my declaration vision board event, I always tell people it's all about your declaration. What you desire, you want to declare that what you're willing to give to that desire mm-hmm. and by when you want to receive it. So look, my, my husband bought this there here. I know you all can't see it, but here it is. Table. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to read off the words for y'all because. <laughs> so, yes. So I just put my husband is mm-hmm. unstoppable. unstoppable. Say, you see it? Loving, secure, loyal, honest, inspiring, and thoughtful. Yes. Now, what's that? What's the cue cards at the bottom? This is the declaration that I would say every day. So, uh, every, okay. Every day I would say this declaration Married to my man God created for me, be a wife who loves, respects, elevates my husband to his fullest potential by 2019. And I would say this every single day. I mean, I, I would, I'm going to tell you one day I was leaving for work, was running late, got in the car, forgot to say my declaration while I walked out the door. I came right back in the garage, parked, went upstairs, said my declaration and got back in the car and went to work. So when we're doing a vision board, it's not just, okay, we're doing a vision board. We're going to put it on the wall, put it in the closet or a prayer closet, wherever you put your vision board. You're saying you have to speak over it. Speaking over it is the action behind it. Yes, because it's power in the tongue. Yes. The, the words that God said is written, what, is it 10 times in Genesis? God said, every time God said something, it happened. Right. You know, God said, let there be light. God said, you know, 
so I was saying this every day. I was speaking this out every day. And what is the, the powerful part about it is I was very clear on what I wanted and by when. Because God is, a, is a, I, I expect God to move on my behalf. So if I'm going to speak out, speak it out, I know it's going mm-hmm. to happen. And literally, I did this 2018, and I met my husband through in two, February 2019. But I'm going to tell you how this. This is why I know it was God all up in it, and it, it became because when I say married a man that God has for me, mm-hmm. love, respect, elevate, honor. Mm-hmm. And all that, my husband, by 2019, mm-hmm. I met my husband on a panel that we were speaking on. He's a licensed ther- mental health therapist, um, and he was looking for a brand manager. And that's what I do. Right. We connected through that. And then I started working with him, and he started elevating. His, like he, I got him a lot of things. You know, we rebranded him. He blew up. And... I remember going to my board one day and reading that I was reading this every day. And in one moment it stopped. And when I got to the part that says elevate my husband to his fullest potential, I was like, that's what I was doing with Bashe. That's what I was doing. And so God brought him to me through work because he knew my tunnel vision was all work. Had yeah. I met him in any other way, I would not have given him time a day. So when did you realize that, the person you were manifesting was the person you were working with. Ooh, it was so many different times. But I remember one night talking with him. He was doubting himself about something. And I just said, I cannot wait to the day that you see yourself the way God and I see you. And I just saw something in him that I said, this, this is him. And when I went to the board and read that, I was like, that's what I'm doing. I asked God. To give me somebody that I could elevate to their fullest potential. And that's what he did. And I still told him, I think it was two or three times, ah, you're not ready for me yet. During this process, while you was working together and helping, he was asking yeah. to date you. Yeah. Okay. Because and, and, I'm just going to keep it a thousand with you. I mean, on my vision board, every time I meet somebody, I think that's the person on my vision No, no. So, oh, Tamar, I'm so glad that you said, I'm it's so glad that you said that. Because we can't be afraid of saying not yet. Yeah. It's not yet, you know, and I remember um, when when, you know, he had, had expressed interest in, in, in I said, I said, uh, I said, I don't think you're ready. Neither am I. So we we're going to keep working together because I don't get feelings confused with finances. We still Period. doing a job. <laughs> Period. Still doing a job. And so he came, it came. We revisited it uh, one day after a, a shoot. So he said, OK, I'm going to wait till after my birthday to start dating. So after his birthday, he said, I want us to, to talk, you know, after my birthday, he, he went out of town. Literally, he gets back in town, calls me from baggage claim and said, let's go to dinner. Let's talk. He took me out there and I asked if he could date me. And I said, OK, well, is it just we date each other. Or we date other people. And he said, no, 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 we, we, date, we still date other people. So we started dating. And about a, about uh, four weeks later, he said, what would it look like if we were to be exclusive? And I said, I don't know. I have to fast and pray on that for seven days. And I went into fasting and prayer on seven days. At the end of those seven days, we came back together. I said, no, you're not ready. You're not ready to date me. Oh, God wow. revealed God revealed three things to me. And those three things I expressed to him. And then he said, you know, these three things are just a conversation. We could talk about these. I said, well, I, something's telling me not yet. It's not, it's not meant for us to, to become exclusive yet. He said, well, I'm going to fast and pray for seven days. And he went into fasting and prayer. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's <Yeah>. right. 
he went into fasting and prayer for seven days and we came back together, had a conversation and we became exclusive. One thing I never had to do was tell him or ask him or anything. He just did those things. So let me ask you a question. How long were y'all dating before you showed him this vision board? Now, I don't want nobody to listen, y'all. I don't want oh, y'all to show so, these men y'all vision boards so soon now. <laughs> I yeah. just want to know, so, like, how long did it take? So I had my vision board hanging on my bedroom wall. And I have my affirmation mm. uh, taped take to the ceiling above my bed. So before I even hit the floor, I'm looking straight up and saying my affirmations. Then I pray. Then I go oh, to my vision Oh, you were serious? Board. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cause it, and it was, and I had a three vision boards, Tamar. I had one for my husband, one for my business, and one for my purpose in life. Oh, so I, you I shouldn't put them all big. together. It shouldn't be no, on now, one. Now, now you can. Now you okay. can. So they would hang in my room, and so whenever he would come over to visit or whatever in my house, I would never let him come in my bedroom. I know that's right. You know, one night he came to my door, and I said, uh, "I said this is holy ground. You can't come in here." I said because I made a promise and commitment to myself that the next man that is in my bedroom will be my husband. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the next man that lays in my bed is going to be my husband. The next man that comes in my room is going to be my husband. So I, I, I would stop him there. And then I remember one night he, he came and ran, jumped on my bed, rolled around and, and ran out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he, he was, was marking his territory. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, this is yeah. a, this is something that, you know, I recently um, have come to terms with. You can do all the vision boards and praying yep. that you want to do, but it's the promises that you make to yourself. To yourself. Uh, you have to keep yes. those promises that you make to yourself because once you step across that line and break these promises to yourself, you are no longer the person that you say you are. You are, you are yeah. automatically contaminated, period. And you have to keep that word with you. You can't yeah. keep that word with somebody else. Yeah. I caught that. that is, if you can't keep you, that word with you, you can't keep a word with somebody else. And amen. that's that bottom line. And you have to learn how to love yourself yeah. enough to keep that word. If you're not loving yourself enough, and that was something that happened in those in those four years where I was single. Like I just I feel like God singled me out to really be in communication with him. And I became in this place where I was loving myself. Yeah. Like being home on a Friday night, reading my Bible or watching Netflix was I did not feel lonely. You didn't feel said, lonely. No, no. Because everybody. Well, I, how I, long I, did it I, take for you not to feel lonely after the 15 year relationship? Because <laughs> once we get out of a relationship, we, we feel lonely. We got the lonely spirit. Well, you know, I, I would say I was I got out of the pity party real quick. Right. OK. Because I was like, I can't I can't stay here. If I want to progress, I can't stay here. It's a blessing that I'm not in that anymore. So it's just like I was probably had my little mope going, you know, moping around for a couple of months. I'll be honest, about two right. or three months. And then I just got in this place of I got, you know, that's when I got my discipleship program at church. And I did things that were Christ centered and focused on getting my relationship because I had to love myself. Yeah. I realized how much I did not value and love myself. Yeah. And when when you get in a place of value and love yourself, you can you can you can set those boundaries and they mean everything emit, to you. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. You can emit the things that you don't even say and a man will pick up on it. They'll respect yeah. it. Yeah. And you have to stay committed to yourself because another commitment I said is that I was not going to, to uh, fornicate anymore. I wasn't so going to have sex before I was married. For yep, years. I was celibate. Father God. Okay. No, I slipped up a little bit. I slipped <laughs> up a little bit. I'm going to keep it all the way 100. Because look, when I got back out there, it's like, yeah, I'm going to date again. I'm ready to date. God yeah, was yeah. like, you really ready? He sent me that test, right? 
And and so, but I got to a point, but a good two or so years I was before I met my husband. And I just said, I'm not doing it before. My, I said, the next time I am going to be have make love will be my wedding night. And that's what happened. Wow. That's what happened. Okay, and, so let's talk and, about And fortunately, he was on the same page as I was. See, that's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. I yeah. think that was a clear sign that he was the one, especially if y'all was on the same page without having yeah. those kind of conversations. Yeah. Well, that's bomb. Yeah. Okay, so listen. So you the manifest manifested the man, honey. Obviously, Larry, he's right there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Y'all doing the vision yeah. boards together as a couple. I think that's so bomb too and important. Yeah. So yeah. how? let's talk about manifesting your dreams for your career. How do you mm-hmm. go about that? Is it the same process? Well, yes, because I think you do need to make a declaration. But I always go through this the process of checking in with God first. To find out what it is, what is your purpose in life? Mm-hmm. What, is, what are you desiring to do? And I really feel like when you figure out what your purpose is and you what you desire to do, you write a declaration behind that. And I had a declaration for my purpose in life. I had a declaration for my business. I had a whole board of signature lines where I signed a contract every day, imaginary contract every day for deals that I was making. Wow. So once you're clear on what your purpose is and you move in that purpose, and you're very clear about your declaration for that purpose and you take action on that purpose. That means you're going out there, you, you be it networking or creating innovative ideas or making strategic partnerships, whatever it is, you have to be in movement in that. Nobody's going to come knock on your door and give you your dream job or your dream Period. goal, your dream man. Period. So I always started with what's my purpose? Why am I here? And when I got clear on that, I wrote a declaration for that. And then when I had that declaration, I'm saying it every single day, but I'm also making moves to accomplish those declarations. So I'm partnering with people. I'm doing innovative ideas. I'm yes, pitching the action stuff. behind the words yep. once again. We're speaking with Tara Gates Williams. We'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back to The Blueprint. We're speaking with brand expert Tara Gates Williams about creating a destiny declaration vision board. So if you if you're doing the vision board about your career and you don't know what your purpose is, what do you suggest? Do you suggest putting things on the board that you are interested in and seeing what comes comes out to grab you? What what do you think? I always start with what's the what's the added value that you bring? What do you mm-hmm. feel your added value is? What mm-hmm. is it you feel like you could do better than anybody else in your sleep? Mm-hmm. Start with that. I always start with things that can actually produce fruit. As opposed to kind of like these lofty um, uh, kind of ide- ideas, because you know I may like to paint, but I'm not an artist. That's right. not going to make me money. That's not going to get me where I need to go. So right. we, you still have to live. I always start with what is your added value? What is it you do well that you know is going to enable you to you know make money, make an impact at the same time, and then move. You know, then I think when you come into that area that you have added value, then you're seen as an expert in that area. And when you're an expert in that area, it gives you more opportunity. And then you can branch off and say, hey, guess what? I have this. You know, now I paint portraits. You know what I mean? Whatever it is you really, really, you know, like uh, your your interests are. But I would always start with the, the added value that you bring. Well, how do you stay encouraged when you've done your vision board and it don't seem like is working out. Mm-hmm. What are your suggestions then? My biggest thing is, is that if you can't encourage yourself, mm-hmm. it, it's hard because everybody's not going to understand what your vision is. 
Everybody's not going to buy into it. Yes, I, I, there's nothing wrong with having a support group. There's nothing wrong with having an accountability party because I do coaching groups all the time. However, that's what's so good about the declarations. Every day you get to get up and speak over your life. Right. And this is what I found with a lot of the ladies in my group. They say that keeps them going because before they had the vision board with the with the wedding dress on and all the other stuff. But those, those don't speak like that's just pictures. I can't right. speak over right. the, the pictures. But when I get up to go to that board and I can emphatically say my declaration, that gets you going. That's the kind of like your your own accountability piece. I know I have to say this every day and I know I have to mean it when I say it. So that to me gives you kind of like that self-encouragement that keeps you going. You you have to be in this place where you're speaking life over yourself, even when you're tired, because God is an on time God. So yes. whenever he comes, it's going it's going to feel like you did not wait one second. Yeah. So do you ever suggest that we change some things on our declaration vision board because things are not moving at all? One thing about it is if you put a declaration up and you're committed to that vision or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you if you don't believe it, if you don't have faith in it, then it's just it, it's to me, it's like falling on deaf ears. Like yeah. when I when I when I made these decorations, I believed it. I knew I was going to meet my husband in 2019. I knew I was going to be married in 2020. I didn't know who it was, but I knew it was going to happen. I had that feeling. I knew that inside. Now, the biggest thing is the impatient piece. Yes, we're all impatient. It, yes. It, you know, I've had people tell me I ain't met him yet. I ain't met him yeah. yet. What do I need to do? <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just like, you know, I, I just tell people to do some self-evaluation before you go changing what you declared and check in with God about it. How long does it typically take? Like, is there like a roundabout time or does it depend on the individual until you start seeing some type of results on something moving? Well, see, you have to acknowledge everything that happens. I'm going to give you an example. Uh, uh, a good friend of mine, when, this, when, when, when I posted my wedding video, because that was another thing, I said I was never posting a man on my page or anywhere until it was my husband mm -hmm. the day the day I posted my wedding video I got like a gazillion thousand calls like I didn't even know you were dating anybody how'd you get your husband and I started uh talking to a good friend of mine in Atlanta and she was like tell me what you did every step of the way and I walked her through it every step of the way what she started telling me was she was like you know what I haven't met him yet this is since August she was like I haven't met him yet but the quality of men that I'm meeting has shifted Wow. Because I have shifted. Yes. So she may not have met her husband yet, but she is moving in a direction. So you have to look at all steps. It's about the process. Yeah. And whoever, who you are in the midst of the process. Are you patient? Are you grateful? Are you thankful? Yeah. Are you praising God in the process? Yeah. Are you moving in such a way that you're changing what you're doing when it comes to men? And, and I'm not downing anybody for sleeping with anybody, but when you take take sex off the table, then you have to communicate with people. Yes, you do. You got to deal with the issues that's in front of you. Absolutely. That you get, you get to know them so well mm -hmm. that you know if they're for you or not. And if that's something you should be sharing with them. Yeah. Sleeping with somebody is totally your choice. But for me, I took it all the way off the table. I had to not no sugar, nothing. Because, oh no, we kissed, but it, okay, just, it wasn't it. anything thing beyond anything that other because, than that. Yeah. We, I had to be disciplined. It wasn't easy. Trust me. It wasn't I'm sure. Easy. But you have to be in that way because it's a sacrifice, right? You have yeah. to make sacrifices. If you look at biblical times, every time a sacrifice was made, blood was shed. Yeah. It, on, it, every time. Uh, a friend of mine, she mentors young women. She tells them, as a woman, when you have sex for the first time, 
blood is shed. Absolutely. And that, that blood that's shed over your husband's penis is covenant over your marriage. So you just can't give that to anybody. So you have to be in this place where you're protecting the covenant that God has put you in and it's over your marriage. So yeah. you just have to, you know, have a different headspace around it. Like my girlfriend, the, the quality of men she's meeting is changing. They may not be the one, but they're seeing her. She's in the they're company of the different. man that she wants to meet. She's meeting the company of the, the people that she wants to to be around. She, and she had one man tell her, he was like, I ain't ready for you yet. That's what you want to hear. Yeah. Cause if you know you, if you see me and you know you can't come correct, then I'm showing you something yeah. different. Yeah. You're not going to run the foolishness on me. So that is part of the process, Tamar, that happens. Because yeah. for every step that happens in that process of God's plan for you, be it relationships, be it career, be it your purpose, be it your goals, everything, I count it all joy. Yeah. Because it's leading to something. Yeah. We talked yeah. about celebrating our wins and how important it is to celebrate your wins and instead of just looking at the things that we want. We have to celebrate mm-hmm. the things that are happening in the now that are good yeah. for us because that's yeah. a part of our growing process. And that is so important. Yeah. And that's a process that's important to loving yourself is yes. understanding and celebrating the good things that are already present. We, we cannot be afraid to tell a man no. Come on. We cannot be afraid to tell a man not yet because if they're not ready and you're trying to to just hold on to him, because I had a bunch of girls who said, girl, what you telling that man not right. for that? You better tell him, yeah, which? Yeah. yeah. And, but see, it, what, what it was is I knew what I deserved mm-hmm. and I did, I wasn't, I did not hesitate to say no or not yet. But when you're, when you're in this place of being very clear to pay attention to these signs, you don't hesitate in saying no to anything. Mm-hmm. And you have to set that standard. I don't care how cute someone is. I don't care what they have. I don't care whatever it is. You have to stay true to yourself. So I'll always lead with marry the man that God has for me. Because I know if God created him, I know he's perfect. He's yeah. every single thing with my husband and I was about alignment. It was stuff would come up and it would just be in such a God's alignment. We would be floored. So, so here's another thing. When you're operating wow. and you're not afraid to say not yet, everything will come so fast. Yeah. Everything will, it won't even feel like you waited. I don't even feel like I waited because in 20, February 2019, we began working together. He expressed interest probably like July, August. And then, uh, we became, we started dating September. We became exclusive November. And I remember in when oh December hit, he asked me if I would go to couples counseling oh, with him, which was marriage counseling. So y'all went to, <laughs> we hold, went on, to hold on, hold on, hold on. This is very important. So y'all went to counseling yeah. before y'all got yeah. married. We started January with the couples counseling. And then January 30th on our third session of couples counseling is when he proposed to me at the end of therapy. Wow. So you feel yeah. like the, the couples counseling was important to y'all future? Oh, absolutely. You know, I had been single for four years. So I was walking around like I'm healed and whole child. Oh, no, baby. Can't nobody, can't nobody, <laughs> can no man tell me nothing. I was all up in counseling, triggering, triggering left and right. And what it was is that I was just single and those feelings were dormant. So I didn't mm. have to deal with any of those feelings. But when I got in a relationship, those things came out. How we important go, do you think therapy is to your relationship now? Your marriage is, now? It is so huge because things that we may disagree on 
we get to talk about in counseling and we have someone to guide us through yeah. and the tools to talk through it. So we're not walking around here with pent up anger and mad at each other, talking under our breath, rolling our eyes and like it's your fault. It really helps us understand and take accountability for ourselves. And it's not easy. Don't get me wrong. No, it's not. You know, it's not easy to sit in counseling and have to face yourself for things that you, you, you know, you don't think are wrong. And you really realize like going through that process really helped me deal with some things, help him deal with some things. And we still grow from it. It helps us as a new, as a new couple to really grow. I think that you should start it and never stop. Never stop. Never stop. Because when we did it in the beginning, it was every two weeks. Then we went into once a month. And so. It's just, it's a blessing to have. I, I think people that need to do that. I love that you said that because, you know, I've, I've told our listeners, listen, counseling was the best thing that I've ever done, you know, yeah. and it doesn't mean that you are, you know, crazy or there's something wrong with you. You know, you just got to go and get someone else's perspective so they can help you work through whatever you are dealing with. It really yeah. is a beautiful thing. Now, like you said, it's not always easy. It's not always mm-hmm. easy to face, you know, your, your demons or, or yourself, right? Yeah. But yeah, it really exactly. does help you shuffle through all the garbage and all, all the unclarity. It gives you tools on how to handle certain things. All it gives tools. you tools and it helps you be transparent. And also it helps you to be in this forgiving space and self-love and forgiving yourself. So that's the biggest thing, too, you know, with self-love is that that self-forgiveness, because I held myself hostage for a long time for staying in a relationship. I was angry with myself for staying in a relationship for 15 years. And then when I let that go, I was able to really fully love. So, you know, one big thing, you know, if we don't remember anything else today, another another thing is you cannot be afraid to say not yet or no. That's a t-shirt, sis. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. everything to yeah. me. And that still yeah. goes back to the promises that you make for yourself. To yourself. You know, yeah. and that yeah. all stems from self-love. And I know people think it's cliche, but it's just the truth. It's like things yeah. really don't start falling into place until you have that self-respect and self-love. It just doesn't. And it doesn't work out until you figure out that I got to love myself yeah. before I can extend myself to somebody else. And that's the bottom line. Exactly. And it's it's because even my husband, even when he was like, I'm waiting till my birthday to start dating. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm a commodity. I made That was a rule he set for himself. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And he was even like, well, that's a, that's a risk I'm willing to take. If you're not around, you're not around. And we both had that, that stance and we stayed true to it. And, and here we are today. Well, child, I feel like we should all be claiming victory come 2021. Okay. Tara, before I let you go, I need to know what you feel is your greatest takeaway from today's show. I'll start here. In my wedding vows, the first thing that I said to my husband was, I thought love had locked me out until I met you. And a lot of times people feel like love has locked them out. You know, when is my time? And I tell people it's time to cut a new key. Because whatever key you have been putting in that lock, the ridges are what makes it unlocked. A key will go on the lock, but it doesn't always unlock the door, correct? You want to be able to turn the lock. So you have to do some things differently in the midst of all of that. And it's all about, it all starts with self-love. Yeah. Going to sacrifice second. And then you're just going to be in total praise the rest of the way. Because hmm. everything is not about the outcome. It was yeah. never about a wedding for me. It was never about 
a 52 carat ring for me. It was never about any of those things. It was about marrying the man that God had for me. So you have to be be in this place of understanding. Cut that. Cut a new key. Because what what you've been doing ain't working. Who you've been allowing in? Yeah. Okay. Who you've been allowing in is is that the person God made for you? And when you get really clear on that, starting with the self love, you got to make some sacrifices in that. You better preach, child. And I think you just preached a whole sermon (laughs) to the saints (laughs) and non saints. You got to change the key. You got to change. You got to change your movements. You got to change a new key. Yeah, it is. You have to. Amazing. I feel like the best thing, one of the best things that you have said today Mm -hmm. was taking the physical off the table Mm -hmm. because the digmatism is a real thing. No, (laughs) I'm for real. And I ain't trying to be crass. I'm just being a foul. foul. And you don't know what's really going on with that person and that's how sometimes our vision boards become very clouded because we do fall in to the isms okay and those words we start to make those words fit with the person that we are with yeah so I think that that is one of the most important things that you said. Now, I ain't saying that everybody, you know, withhold, withhold, withhold. That's not yeah. what I'm saying. What I'm saying is yeah. that's an important thing when you're serious about yeah. your vision. Ain't no need y'all doing no vision board if you're not serious about your future. If you're not serious about your yeah. change, if you're not serious about your growth, please don't waste it. Don't do it. If you're not serious yeah. about doing your declarations and your affirmations, she just told you. Just like the Bible says, faith without works is dead. Period. Yeah. We got to put the action yeah. behind it. I applaud everything that you're doing. I mean, Thank I you. am so moved by this conversation. It has Thank opened you. my eyes to my vision board that's been sitting in my closet because I think that um, a lot of us don't really know the rules of the vision board and the declaration that has to come with it. I know I've never heard it like that before. And so I really, really appreciate that. Where can we find you? How can we find more information about how to change our lives for the better? Because, baby, everybody listening, we're going up and up and up and up. (laughs) We want everything that God has for us. We are King's kids. Okay. Yes. So how can we find you? Yes. Connect with me on Instagram at Tara Gates Williams, T-A-R-A-G-A-T-E-S Williams. I'm planning another vision board declaration, vision board event right before New Year's Eve. So I'm really? thinking about doing it de- December 30th. So come on, come on, Tama. We're going into 2021 in power, in purpose, in yes. promise. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank it's not you, an easy place you. to say when you, you need help. And, you know, it's about learning how to manifest the yeah. things that we desire. Thank you so much for coming under construction. Thank we'll you right for back. having me. Congratulations. Utah, this has been truly insightful (laughs) and an amazing conversation that I didn't even know I needed to have. Okay. Now, one, I can't wait to actually test this out for myself. And Lord knows I've got some things to declare and decree over my life. Okay. Now, if you want to share your journey with me, or if you have any questions, just send me a note to ucwithtamar at gmail.com. And I want to hear about your journey on y'all vision board to 2021, child. Well, 
It's time for me to say goodbye, and I appreciate you spending this time with me. The conversation continues, same day, same place next week. You can find me on the gram at Tamar Braxton. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, wherever you're listening. And if you happen to subscribe to Apple Podcasts, go ahead and rate and review the show because I read the comments, my team read the comments, and it helps the show. See you next week. Under Construction is a production of Mosauce, a Stitcher brand. It's produced by Angel Lavis. Our recording engineer and sound designer is Rashad Smith. Our executive producer is T-Square. Music provided by Radio, an audio everywhere company.